Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to Hoovering, the podcast about eating. I'm Jessica Bostecue. I love eating as much as anything else in the world, but also it sometimes brings me conflict, shame and all sorts of other things that are rubbish. It's complicated and I think fascinating. This is a conversation with an interesting soul, not just about food, but about gobbling it up, or if you will, hoovering. This week, I'm joined by a MasterChef contestant, no less. Hailing from Malaysia via Bristol, it's the absolute mega poppet and extremely fine kitchen whiz, Zaleha Ulpin. You might remember her from her regretfully well-press-covered departure from the show, involving, in my opinion, some slightly moronic comments about her rendan curry. First, excuse me while I quickly need to beg you for some money. I'm on a site called Patreon now uh, to help me fund the podcast so that I can do brilliant things like travel around to get better and better guests. It's essentially where uh, people like you potentially can give me a monthly amount from as tiny as two bucks in exchange for cool presents. If you might be keen or you've got a rich aunt who's wasting her money down the bookies, send yourself or her to a patreon.com forward slash the hoovering pod. Thank you. So anyway, this week's podcast is truly revelatory. I get to taste home cooked flavours from Malaysia that I've never experienced before. I'm so spoiled to be cooked for uh, and to meet Zaleha's family and to be allowed into her home. There are brilliant funny moments, but some of the insights into the highs and not so highs of being in and then of leaving a reality TV show about cookery really got my back up. I think you'll agree with me by the end of this that Saleha is far too lovely. Oh, wow. I don't think I've ever had, I've certainly never made 
anything like this. Have you not? What's inside that batter? Uh, flour, vegetable, uh, carrots, yeah. bean sprouts, spring mm. onions, onions, some kendal nuts, native Malaysian kind of. Kendal like macadamia. You could swap it with, you could always substitute with macadamia. Do you find it's relatively easy? So you're from Malaysia. Malaysia, yeah. Um, do you find it's relatively easy to get? Uh, and we're in Bristol now, where you mm -hmm. yep. Is that relatively easy to get things like Kendall nuts and stuff that's quite unique? Really? Do you just need to know? Yes. Just need the insider knowledge on where Chinese the Chinese supermarket. Oh, really? Asian supermarket. Yeah. Everything. And they cover every base. Compared to 20 years ago, yeah. when we got married, came here, can't even get lemongrass. Really? Of course! Not in Bristol. And now you get lemongrass even in like express Tesco Express. Tesco Express? Fresh lemongrass. That's right. So you get everything now, basically. This so looks amazing. There's this little like parcel look that I th I wondered whether it had gone into a mould to turn out like that when you have that in a restaurant. You know, the right way to make them yeah. is to get a round spoon. Yeah. Soak the spoon like a in the oil. Yeah. Or a ladle. A ladle. Yeah. Soak your spoon in the oil until it's really really hot. Yeah. And put your batter in it. Yeah. Put the spoon back in and leave it for like one minute, one or two minutes, and it will come off round and pretty. Wow. That's, yeah, that's the right way to make it. I'll show you something. Really? Who knows it will, I tried That's now. amazing. It doesn't work. Oh, I'm really learning, learning. <laughs> this is superb. So yeah, that's, that's the right way to do it. If you go to Malaysia. Yeah. Where in Malaysia are you from? I'm from Kuantan, it's the east side. Where the How are you spelling K-U-A-N-T-A-N That is where I'm from, so that's where seafood heaven is. Seafood heaven? Yes, you get the best prawns, fish, I'm talking to a vegetarian. No, no, I love those things. The only reason, and I still sometimes eat fish and seafood, but I... The only reason I don't eat meat and seafood and, um, and I mean, day to day, I don't eat dairy, but I just, I'm very, very relaxed about it. It's all the environment. It's not to do with any kind of moral okay. dilemma or just, issue with, or, or lack of desire. Like, I love the taste of those things. I think they're magnificent. And were I to travel hmm. to, I'm going to say it wrong, Kuantan. 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 Yes. If it's the seafood heaven of the universe, then I'm going to eat seafood there. You can have fish satay, fish cutlets, oh, oh gosh, all sorts of things. Fish satay and fish cutlets. Yeah, they are. Oh. Those are from my site of the country. Fantastic. And is yeah. there like, so is there lots of um, uh, international fishing of that area, or is it really? It's a fishing village, like few yeah. miles from our house. Oh, really? You go down, basically, you could wait by the jetty. Yeah. And the fishermen come with your fish. Yeah. You could just pinpoint which one you want. You say, I want that, 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 that. And they just weigh them and say, there you go, 20 pounds. Wow. So you get the freshest fish. And I would seafood. so eat that up in a flash mm. there. And um, um, how long did you live there for? I was born there. I grew up there up to 17. Right. Then I went to university. Went to a college in Kuala Lumpur. Right. Two years. Then I went to uni in Australia. Okay. Where uh, in Australia? Uh, uh, Melbourne. Right. Melbourne Uni. Okay. 
And then back to, never went back to where mom left her. No went back to her, to leave with her. Oh. Yeah, finished uni, went to Kuala Lumpur, worked there, yeah. got married. Yeah, basically I lived with mom for 17 years. You said you're one of eight kids. I'm the youngest. You're the youngest of eight. Yeah. We're always the show-offs. <laughs> Spoiled. 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 Let me check if this is That's funny. Yeah, 17 years. That's, and, then, um, and then from Australia, you did lots of travelling after that. Yeah, I worked with an oil and gas company called mm. Petronas. I'm not sure if you know that. It's like Shell. Oh, right, right. Yeah, I was an accountant there. Yeah. And worked there for almost 15 years. Yeah. 15 years and then... Wow. No, 15 years. Was that here then. or in Australia? No, in Malaysia. In Malaysia. I went to okay. Malaysia, work, work in Kuala Lumpur. Right. It's a thing of absolute beauty. Yeah, so and then met my husband in Japan when I was working now. Was he working for the same company? No, he was for Shell. Oh, really? He was a rival? He was yes. in a rival company, but also an accountant. No, no. he was a shipping engineer, marine right. engineer. Okay. He built ships. Yeah. Hands all travelling the last 20 years. Okay. Yeah, so for I left his my work job. rather than just for purely heady desires to no. try all the cuisines of the universe. No. His job. Right. So, we live in Japan. Yeah. We live in South Korea. Oh, wow. And then we moved to Middle East in Doha. Uh-huh. Then back to South Korea. We were in Perth, Australia. Yeah. And now we're back. He's retired. Right. That's pain. nice. Pain. It's a pain. It is. It's Get out of I'm your way. to work. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess if you've got so used to a partner that's rarely there, oh, it must it? be quite torturous to suddenly have them. We've already been talking before I set record and I hardly ever see my partner either and then I'd go nuts if he was around all day. Oh. I don't know what we'd do. We'd have to get some very far away hobbies. Or it's two would. years now. <laughs> Still alive. <laughs> 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 well, no, we're taking on all new big adventures. So Only just. In terms of this cooking, yeah. is this always in the back of your mind? Is something that you would... Have yeah. just always been doing it? Yeah, I have been, Stop sorry, in your way. Swapping, yeah, yeah. I have been like, I love cooking. I've been watching MasterChef when we were living in Australia. That was, really? That was 2004. Wow. I the first, the older days, older days, MasterChef. It's quite, it's, um, MasterChef's a little bit snazzier in Australia, isn't it? Yeah. A bit kind of more dramatic. And nasty. Yeah. Catty. I could kill you, you could kill me, I could really? sabotage you. <gasps> Oh, really? You don't do any of that here? No, nothing. Here is really mild. John Thoreau, out of all this one, is amazing. It's frightening that yeah. he knows almost everything about food. It's apart huge. from? Apart from? What? What? What's a Rendon curry is meant to be like? We'll get onto that. Um, if you want to. Yeah, right, but, if you don't, yeah, but, but yeah. He, he is amazing, John Thoreau. Yeah, is he? But John Thoreau to seem a friendly man. Nice guy. Does oh my he? gosh, he's such a nice guy. Oh, love him. Oh, such a nice fantastic. Guy. John Thoreau. He is. I mean, out of all this Pandang issue and everything. Yeah, yeah. So, so basically, what happened? I mean
Yeah, what was it? Let's just do our chef then for a minute. So was it? Yes. So it was fun to do. They were nice. Yes. It was all oh, very gosh. friendly. And Dance, the crew was amazing. Because you never know with reality TV whether it's anything. So I do some acting stuff. Uh-huh. And um, you never know when you watch things how much waiting around there is. Oh, waiting and around, yeah. Oh, fine. Because I wonder whether there was ever any times where that tension was mildly manufactured because there certainly is in the acting world, the screen acting. Like, you have to muster up. You really have to conjure That's the right. idea I mean, we that have to on a knife edge. Play by yes. how it works. But... Overall, it's really good. The waiting, yeah. the sitting down, that you have to sit like that while they move around the camera. Thinking, yeah. oh gosh, I'm so stressed waiting and all yeah. that. Yeah. But the filming is like the whole day. <gasps> and when they do say like, right, you've got an hour, go. Have you got an hour? Yeah. Oh, whoa. Yes. That is so tense. That, that is the only time you get. Of course, because actually people lose their minds. People yeah. get in real flaps, don't they? That was that was a crazy one because. Yeah. You got like the first, the market challenge was the hardest one, I think, because you only have an hour and ten minutes, I think, to cook. Including not, not including to choose what you make. They give you a no, help. they give you ten minutes to choose. Ten minutes to choose what you're going to put in the market. So to thrive at that. Yeah. So you go Which in. You did. I made my tabak. That's the one I was going to make for you. Oh really? But then I thought, you know what, you're going to have to try this one. My tabak. My tabak. Oh, it all sounds so delicious. Um, wait, to, to thrive at that, do you have to be, um, it, when you're cooking generally, would you say you're a recipe person, or are you, do you like winging it and making it up a bit? Or do you have so much base knowledge you don't need recipes now? Oh, gosh, I do recipes. Okay. I don't need much of recipes for my cookery, my Malaysian, Malaysian food, cooking. Indian right. food. Right. Where I come from, like, simple Chinese food, Thai food, yeah. okay. But when it comes to... The English food, the, um, what do you call it, say, Mexican, uh-huh. yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I need recipe, I need proper recipe. Sure. Cakes, baking, definitely recipes. Yeah, fine. Oh, baking, I think. Yeah. You'd have to be That's right. some kind of mad person, wouldn't you, not to... Um, not to have recipes. Yeah. Also, yeah, sometimes people have just learned the dimensions of things to go things look at this. Thank you. Wow. Come in, Sid. Wow. Right. Right. Incredible. We've been walking around here. Got some peanut sauce. Wow. And some sweet chilli sauce. It's not boring. Absolutely love peanut sauce. Thank you. No, it's not. It's that posh restaurant. It is. The second place. So good. Right. We're going in. Yeah. Fingers. Dig it. Dig it. Fingers. Okay, great. Fork. Oh, it's a fork. In, this, um... this happened when I set the table. <laughs> Hopeless. Sophia's good in setting I was going to say, you've got a child of table, le- table setting age. Why would you yes. ever do it yourself? She's the one. Right. Oh, wow, look at that. It's so crispy. Yeah, it has to be crispy on the outside. Veg inside. Soft on the inside. Mm, I'm going to try the back of the dips first. Did you put any vegetables in here? You can put anything you like. Just not the leafy vegetables. 
Okay, okay. It wouldn't like work. spinach or something because nah. it would just no, it will wilt, wilt away. and go mushy. Mmm. Oh wow. That's delicious. It's so light. Mm. They're lighter than they look like they're going to be, aren't they? Mm. Mm. They're so crunchy on the outside and then they just dissolve. What? This is really nice. <laughs> I'm going into this peanut sauce. This looks like it's perhaps got a bit of kick. Mm. Yay. Just a little bit of kick. I like I like cake. Do you like spicy food? I really like spicy food. Good. Um, yeah, I kind of feel so sorry for people who don't, but then I guess you don't know what you're missing. Yeah. I think mm. we are used to it. We're young, like Sophia, when she's, yeah. she turned three, yeah. three and a half, so we start giving her curries. Yeah. Well, we put a little bowl of ice cream on the side. Uh-huh. So that's a lovely way of doing it. Eat her rice and curry and she put the ice cream in. So that's how we train our children. Oh, is it? spicy food. Because, um, yeah, the dairy offsets chilli heat, doesn't it? Much better than um, water or mm, bread. That's even. right. That's fascinating. I, um, it's, it's not a pleasant story or anything I'm proud of, but as a student I once won a chilli eating competition at a party. Just there was a chilli tree in the house. And it wasn't my idea. This boy said, yeah, but you can't eat more chillies than me. And then I did. And then I drank half a pint of milk and was fine. And he doesn't like milk, so he's in a mm. terrible state. He had to go home. Mm. Mm. Milk, um, yoghurt. Yoghurt, right. But we give them vanilla ice cream. Kids. Vanilla ice cream. Oh! And then, um, if you're feeding... I. I, my son is two and a half, and he's quite into spicy food for a two and a half year old. I mean, not yes. not hot, hot, but he wants to try everything. But he's and he'll, he he'll lick it, yes, and he'll lick it, and he'll and he loves saying bit spicy about oh. things, even if they're just a bit sour or a bit salty. Or something. He's keen to try all the flavors, and every now and again he'll eat a very mild curry. He'll wolf it down, depends on his mood. But I wonder if that's because I I fed him myself and, you know, I boob fed him and I ate spicy food all through yeah, that and that when is... I was pregnant and I'm sure that definitely affected it as well. See, in our culture, we, leave, we believe in that. Mm-hmm. We believe what the mother eats during pregnancy mm-hmm. and what you what you feed them, breastfeeding, yeah, yeah. It, it affects their palate, the children, the, the babies. It must do. Isn't it? So we, we believe in that. Yeah. But well, I believe in that scientifically, too. I don't know. When you were growing up, mm-hmm. youngest of eight, that's awesome, mm-hmm. um, who taught you to cook? And, who did, and did your mum do the cooking in your home? Yes, it's always yeah. mum. Mum's yeah. the best cook. She is actually the best cook. Even, even we go for dinners and during Eid and everything, you yeah. go when and eat at aunt's and uncle's house, you know? Yeah. Like my mum's sister. And she's just, no, mum's still the best cook. Really? And my mum is, because she runs catering business. I grew wow. up with mum and dad running restaurants. In Malaysia? Yeah, one time I'm, my dad has two restaurants in my hometown and we did catering business as well. <gasps> so that's how we grew up. So it's no food. surprise you've ended up doing same, similar things. So did your dad also cook? Mm-mm. No? Mm-mm. No, my dad don't cook. Mm. He asked my mum to cook and say, look, yeah. I want to eat this, I want to eat that. So, yeah, till the day <laughs> he left all of us, till the day he's gone, he yeah. doesn't go to the kitchen. No. Mm. <laughs> but he enjoys the spoils. He does. He loves his food. Um, and you've got a daughter. I've 
daughters. Two daughters. And have you passed all your skills on? Are you in the process of it? And are they interested? Or is one and not the other one? Both my daughters are into baking. Oh, really? Mm, Not into cooking. Really? My eldest is in Malaysia at the moment on Mm. holiday. She finished university. Wow. She's taking a break, I think. Nice. Let's just say she's taking a break. (laughs) (laughs) You're saying that as if you don't want to know what she's getting up to. Thanks very much. No. Yeah. (laughs) So she's in Malaysia. My brother's place just helping out with their business and everything. Oh, wow. Okay. Mm Mm-hmm. Sophia's the youngest. Yeah. My oldest is 23 and Sophia's 12. Oh. Yeah, so she loves baking. She's yeah. into baking, She's but into she it. also loves different food. She loves making different food, like yeah. Korean food. She loves Korean. Oh, wow. Everything about Korea. Kimchi. She makes kimchi. <gasps> she makes... Um, Do you think that's because she's trendy or because were you influenced? Because you travelled to Korea. Were you? Was your cooking influenced by stuff there? I mean, I love Korean food as well. I do. I cook Korean food. I cook everywhere I leave. We we yeah. tend to have our own cookery time, like right. among the wives, you know. So we just go one house after uh-huh. another and start learning other people's food. Like my Mexican friend, mm. my Arabic friend. I've got Jordanian. Yeah. I've got um, Korean. I've got Chinese. Amazing. I've got Russian. From your travels or just from, living in from Bristol being now? Expat, from yeah. being expat. So the last 20 years, I learned all sorts of cooking from being an expert wife. From your travels, Mm -hmm. was there any one cuisine or dish that really sort of stood out or that you remember? Or a place that you went to that you particularly remember because of the food? Korean. Mm. Love Korean food. Oh my gosh. Pickles or? Pickles, the noodles, Mm -hmm. how they make their cool noodles. Just bring them out. I've yeah. seen it on TV. Oh my gosh, just the food, the soup, the broth. Yeah. Even the vegetarian soup. So amazing because they boil those radish and mushrooms for hours and hours and hours just yeah. to get all the beautiful flavour. Every flavour out of that. Oh gosh, Korean mm. food is so good. I could just eat the kimchi and fritters. I've only, really. Oh, so good. This is so good. Can I say thank you very much? Oh, your mozzarella is a delicious. pleasure. It's a pleasure. Glad you can make it today. Mm, thanks for having mm. me. Mm. Thanks for letting a relative stranger in your home and cooking for her. <laughs> well, I think that that's one of the beautiful things about eating with people is that it's a great, it's a great come togetherer. It's a great thing to say to be to. I think if, if lots of people have podcasts about all sorts of things, but if you're approaching someone saying. We've never met before, but I've seen you do this program about football stats. Can I come to your home that you've never met me before and talk yeah. about football stats with you? When it's when it's food and when it's eating, game. I've seen you on the telly cooking on a reality TV show. And there's a bit yeah. of kerfuffle around it. And anyway, should we eat some food together? And then it's turned out that I don't even I haven't even brought, I didn't even bring a drink to share. You've done all the graft. No worries. We love food. Mm. Mala- it's all about... It's Malaysians are like that. Really? Yeah. Feeders. You walk into our house, we always offer you food. Yeah. Like the Brits offer them a cup of tea. Nice. You always go to Malaysian house and you get food. Mm. Trust me. We won't let our guests go without at least have some... Yeah. Something simple as fritters or anything, yeah? It's a very human instinct, I think, isn't it? To want to, it's part yeah. of your hosting instinct. I think it's part of how we grew up as well. Really? Because we grew up in Salt. We look at mum and dad and my sisters and my family. 
always connects through food. Yeah. We love our food, gosh. I love through food, I think, yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. So it's just the way we are, the yeah. relations. It's lovely. What do you think about the Bristol food scene? Because you work here now in food, right? Because mm-hmm. that's, yeah. Mm-hmm. So you teach cookery and you run supper clubs. Yeah. Tell me about it. The supper club went really well. This Saturday is going to be our third okay. run. And each time we get about 60 guests. Mm. We, we do quite a big one because it's three of us. That's whopper though. That's yeah. 60 guests. 60 guests. So 60 counts. Where do you do it? In a cookery school? Like no, a, we do it yeah. in a cafe. We okay. rent we rent the cafe. Lovely. Yeah, so it's a B- it's not a BYO, so the cafe yeah. is still making money on their drinks. Okay, great. So we just sell the food. It's a pre it's a pre fixed uh, menu. We get yeah. four course meal for thirty pounds this time. Yeah, so you get that's not bad, is it? And it's mm. all made by people who really know what they're doing. So, oh, that's lovely. Yeah, so that is so I'm, cool. What sort of people come? Is it quite a diverse spectrum of people, or is it trendy young things? It is. That's the best bit. Is we it? Were, we were if really you, what worried. you're doing is really yeah. cool. Yeah, so we were really worried because lots of our friends who does supper club in. London yeah. keeps saying, oh, it's only Malaysian that comes, you know? They're mostly yeah. Malaysians that come, so... <laughs> I say the reason why I go into MasterChef is I want to introduce Malaysian food. I know there's a winner before Ping. Yes. But still, it's really hard to get through Malaysian food because being Malaysia, it's like there is no specific Malay food. Right. We have Chinese, we have Indian, we have Malay, and we have Dutch influence, we have Portuguese <laughs> influence. We have Nyonya influence from China, so we it's have... glorious. It's like a hybrid. It's like a fusion restaurant, but in a country. Yeah, it's crazy. So it's really hard to get people to understand. Yeah, these are all Malaysian food. So if you got Malaysian food, you get a bit of Chinese, Indian, mm-hmm. and everything. It's just not specific to Malaysia, Malay food. No. So that's what I told John through as well. I just want to make sure I could pass all this. I want. Yeah. I want. The Brits to know Malaysian food is good. Yeah. So and then because it's not as broadly known. I mean, that's just probably to do with waves of immigration at different times and over, you know, over various patches in history. But we, that you just don't have access to Malaysian food specifically in the same way, especially if you don't live in a big city. Right, even in Bristol, you, you get some restaurants that serve Malay Malay food. Mm-hmm. They say, okay, we have Chinese, Malaysian, Thai, and Indonesian food. But yeah. when you go and try to order, say, fried noodles or nasi goreng or yeah. satay, and you get, oh god, this is not the right satay. This is not authentic enough. So I yeah, know, yeah. I know, people are moving forward towards fusion. Yeah. But I'm still sticking to traditional. Yeah. I prefer to serve traditional food because it's good. Why do you want to change it? Yeah, yeah, of course. It's, it's still good. So yeah. It's fascinating, it's, isn't it? But also you can't you can mess with something if you already know if you already once you already know what you're messing with, I think, for mm. me. Yeah. You've got to learn the rules before you're allowed to break them. That's right. Tell me about these crispy noodles you just mentioned. What is that? Do you deep fry noodles? Do you cook do you cook, you boil them first? You fry them in oil. You fry them in oil. You don't boil them, you don't pre-boil them. No. Nope. Just rice nope. noodles. Yep. You take it out of the packet. <sighs> yeah. Put it in. Yeah. It goes 
crispy and yeah. everything. You take it out and you cook the sauce. It's usually a Cantonese style sauce yeah. with corn starch and everything, and then you just pour it onto the hot plate. Whoa. Crunchy. I yes. think I've only ever had a really bad rural West Country Chinese takeaways attempt at that, which is where you might still end up with like a few crispy like bits around the edge and then the rest has um, all gone soggy. And it's basically, you feel like you're, eat, you're eating an uncooked super noodle um, that someone's just put a curry in the middle of. Oh, no. And you've no, still no, got no, the no. raw edges. Have you ever had a super noodle? Would you ever stoop that low? No. 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 <laughs> I no, can't believe I asked you if you would. Yeah, why do you ask me that? <laughs> well, they want to know. I think when people are really into their food and they really understand food, this, this animal bit of me desperately wants to know what the grubbiest thing you've eaten is. But like I spoke, to, I spoke to a chef and he was like, oh, you know, oh, I'll have some fresh pasta if I'm feeling like a real slob. And you're like, what? That's not slobby food. I know. Slobby yeah. food is like, you know, a, a mucky Big Mac or something like that. Um, so what do you think of the Bristol food scene? It sounds quite exciting then if young people are interested in supper oh, clubs yes, and stuff. it's really good. I think Bristol are a really foodie place. You've got all sorts of foodie youngsters who love to try new things. And we are really, Malaysia Kitchen is really, really glad that our guests are mostly non-Malaysians. Yeah. So, yes. So Get we got through, yeah, so we got through that, so we just need to expand it. So we're looking at going out of Bristol now after the summer holidays. What a brilliant idea. So tour it, tour the supper clubs. Yeah, so we're going to do, hopefully, Bournemouth. We found somebody who wants to collaborate with us in Bournemouth. I'm from near Bournemouth. I could get loads of people along to that. I've got loads of friends that would love to go to a Bournemouth one. Brilliant. Including me. Excellent. So we're going to do Bournemouth. Can you come as a vegetarian, though? Or a pescatarian for a night? Of course you can, but you have to, to declare let us know. that in advance. Let us know in advance. We'll prepare yeah. for you. Because last our first supper club, we did... Loads of vegetarian dish yeah. for those who want vegetarian food. So, yeah, yeah. we did. <gasps> Bournemouth's fantastic. Yeah. And if I can't get um, to my my original roots for whenever you end up doing that, could you come and do one in Ladywell in South East London? I don't know. It's Ladywell. quite specific, but it's exactly where I live. <laughs> Ladywell. Where I'm in a very small flat where I'd ask to host it there. Sure, private dining. <laughs> Why not? One day I'm going to try that. I spoke to someone so posh who do that all the time. Oh. Um, I know. Have you ever done any of that? I've done one. Yeah. I've done one. It was good. Yeah. Yeah. It, was, it turns out really nice because they they are not fussy. They they know Malaysian food. Right. So it's easier for me to say like right. I'm going to make for you this satay. Yeah. I'm going to make you beef. Yeah. In spicy crispy beef or something, and he was like, mm-hmm. "Yeah, I know that. I know that." So mm-hmm. it's it's easier when someone knows what you're going to cook for them. Exactly. Yeah. So, but we have one in London coming as well Do in you? July, first of July. <gasps> We're doing in Darjeeling in Soho. Oh, lovely! Do you know Darjeeling, London? I don't know if I do. I feel like I do. Is it a restaurant? It's a restaurant. Yeah. Upstairs in what was the street called? It's quite a famous street. Car- Car- Carnaby's posh Carnaby, I've yeah. walked past it I've never been in so we're going to do that on the 1st of July oh, all sorted sorted I'm doing my Gulai Paham which is Gulai Paham which is the second course I made for Master Chef right mm. talk me through it that was the, that was the meal that 
they invited the three judges, the, the three past winners to come in. Okay. We've got Jules came in. I was like, Jules. Oh, <gasps> <laughs> We're all drooling looking at Jules. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he, he came in with Alec and Kim. Right. I think Kim. can't remember his name now. Yeah. yeah. So they came in and they loved the food. And it's do you know, it. one of the comments that say, I will wait for one hour just to eat this, I was like, oh, I've won Master Chef. Yeah. I don't need to go further. Perfect. Yeah, and John was like, um, these are the sweat of satisfaction. He's like, oh. oh my gosh. And Greg what was feeling that I know. Be. When I watched it, we didn't know, we didn't hear all these comments. Right. So when we just sat down on the sofa watching it, I was like, oh my goodness. Yeah. That is just made my day. Was even yeah. Greg nice? Yeah. Superb. Greg was saying, that lady can really cook. I was like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Until he misunderstood the very contents of a rendang curry. Yes. Feel that braised, braised, unfaithful rendang dish. Oh. <laughs> they basically just got it wrong. And then, was it the Prime Minister of Malaysia said, excuse me. So, so they were saying, they're basically judging it by, there was a big kind of bit of cultural blindsiding where they're so trained in French cuisine and in the type of oak cuisine that they, mm. that you would probably learn across most of Europe if you're to train as a chef That's in right. a formal way. That's right. Um, and as part of that, they believe you that any meat with a skin on is meant to have a crispy skin. Yes. But in a rendang curry from Malaysia, yes. it doesn't. But the it's, skin is on. The but skin it's, is on it's and that's how... Flavor. Some tabloids picked up on it, right? Oh, yes. Everybody Did you get pestered? I've got pestered. I've been... I got phone calls. I got emails and really, yeah, I've asking got... you to be asking you to be rude about them. Asking... Do you think, or just to, to escalate it? To escalate it. Yeah. But I think I did the right thing by just being quiet. You did a very kind thing by, by being not quiet. saying anything. Just also, I think quiet. the thing is, so were you already no longer doing it by the time all that got stirred up? Yeah. So you have that awful thing then, don't you? If if you do want to pipe up about it, then you look like a sore loser. You know. That's right. So and why why do you want to do that? No, isn't it? So you're t- more too gracious for that. Yeah, but I think so. I, I'm just I'm not not going to be that low to no. do that. No, so I just stand quiet, and the PR company just uh, say don't say anything. That's why I didn't do any interviews. Really, um, I didn't do any interviews. I've got BBC radio. Got um few. I've got BBC Radio 4, Radio 5, wanted to interview me, but they said no. But that's, I think that's not okay. I personally think that's really not okay, because why would you do, why would you take your skills, and I assume it was quite a lot, a chunk of your life to go and be part of a show. You know, it's a big commitment, time, energy. Yes. You know, it doesn't, I don't think, but going on that show doesn't change anyone's life. Uh, in a life-changing way financially as far as I'm aware but potentially afterwards the change it could have for your career would um, and it could really launch you and if your passion is cooking and you want to then have a profile as someone who cooks and then because of the way the programme's hosts fluffed their comments that led to your exit from the show the PR company then stopped you getting any press which is how you build a profile after an appearance on TV. That's right. 
and I just had no idea that it so it, it's we got talking I approached you just to say I love what you've been cooking on there Can, would you do this podcast with me about eating mm-hmm. and then over the course just for the listeners sake of our conversations it transpired that you didn't know if you were allowed and actually you've they've been kind of a bit shut down by MasterChef's PR team which I think is I have a big kind of moral issue with because how else can you maximise your profile gain from having done the show so thank you so much for doing this no, I emailed a PR company and I said, look, I have like eight, nine people asking me to yeah. come in and talk. Nothing to do with the rundown issue. Yeah, yeah. Just come in to do some cake judging. Yeah. Talk to these young children who have lack of confidence, the Somalian kids in the school. Wow. Who have really lack of confidence and just talk to them and say, look, if you want to do something, go and do it. You know, yeah. it's just things like that. They doesn't want to know anything about the rundown gate. Yeah. So I emailed her and I said... I think I'm going to do that. I'm going to, my first one's going to be, I'm going to meet Jessica. Yeah. I'm going to go through with a podcast. If you have anything, any issue with that, yeah. please come back to me. If you don't reply, it means you don't mind me doing it, I said yeah. to her. So she didn't come back to me at all. So we're doing it. Yes. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mmm, delicious. Okay. Yeah. My cookbook going to call the Rendang Lady. <laughs> yeah, I know. You the Rendang Lady. I think that's brilliant. And Dave said we could afford to self-publish our cookbook. <gasps> then when we call this publisher, they, yeah. they just say, "Don't you want to think about us publishing your book instead of doing a self-publishing?" Fantastic. So I thought, okay, I'll give it a think because self-publishing are obviously better in sense right. of in return because right. I'm giving part of my money, whatever I sell the book, yeah. I'm going to the charity, I'm going to the cancer yeah. research and... Oh, wow. Yeah, because Dave was diagnosed with cancer before. Oh, really? Your husband? Yeah, he was a stage four lung cancer. Was he? Never smoked. That's not fair. That's right. So we want to give back. So yeah. whatever we do, even now, what will we do? We give back. We give to the, feed the homeless and we're giving to the deaf school that I went a few weeks ago. So oh. we're giving back. 
Yeah. So when I spoke to them, to my team, Malaysia Kitchen, they said, we just self-publish it. We can afford yeah. it. Whatever we get, we just keep giving back. You can't take without giving, isn't it? No. So that's what, what a lovely attitude. So that's what we're doing. We're just going to make some money on the book and yeah. give it away. Oh, I'm so really, happy. We're really, really excited. Yeah, I wanted to ask if you had, like, what your aspirations were in terms of pro-cooking. That's so exciting about the book. Yes. And I really do hope that your daughter's favourite pizza is in there, but with your Malay I've twist. never thought of that, you know. So Until satay you chicken it. on Yeah, pizza. it's a Malaysian pizza, Yeah, Get in. Is your daughter a good baker? Good. And um, do, in your home, do you all agree about what food is lovely and what food is horrid? Yes. What? Really? Not, don't not fall out all. over it ever? We do. We do. Yeah. Once in a while. But they try not to upset me. <laughs> <laughs> they try not to upset me, but we could see the face, you know. It's like, I like the idea that they try nice, not to upset mommy. me. <laughs> Would you like a second? I'm fine, thank you. <laughs> yes. Um, Dave isn't, Dave's not too keen on Malay food. Isn't he? <gasps> Hang on. This is quite a massive revelation. Yes, he's not too keen on Malay food. But I'm eating likes... another fritter. Go for it, please. It's, likes... fourth, it's my fourth fritter. <laughs> <laughs> so it's he's delicious. more into Malaysian Indian. Okay. Malaysian Chinese food. Okay. So they are definitely... Well, I can say definitely different than the Indian food itself. Yeah. But yeah, Dave, not so keen on Malay food because it's not spicy. Have you ever had a big argument about food? Oh, yes. <laughs> that was a quick answer. Of course. Oh, yes. Of course. How about you? Oh, yeah. yes. Yes, definitely, isn't it? Oh, yeah. In our household, definitely. Yeah. But I we are more Malaysian. We're three, Dave is living with three women in the house, so yeah. can you imagine... Not a chance. Not a chance. Not a leg to stand on, Dave. Don't even try. We can say pasta. Okay. (laughs) He's the master in that. Okay. Well, that's a nice thing. Yeah, that's it. Is he has? (laughs) That's it. (laughs) He do omelets. Okay. Mean egg sandwich. Okay. That's okay. It's not bad, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. On my lazy days, go on, make me sandwich. Yeah, or an omelet. Bring it. Yes. Um, I think it's funny with um, I with feeding kids as well. Like I feel very lucky so far that my child is my son is a unit. Like he's always hungry and he always wants to eat and try things. But were both your daughters like that? And yeah. Are they like that? Yeah. Yeah. Sophia's a bit picky, mm-hmm. but I'm and my eldest is good. Mm-hmm. She, she's she's the one that loves to try new food. I'm not as exciting as her I think really she tries about everything she goes really yeah she tries everything I was like no no I'm not going to do that she tried in Korea I'm not going to make you sick though no in Korea they have squid that you eat just like that live live so I thought it was a trick and that something in the vinegar so that it's sitting in makes you, it you twitch put, you put the vinegar you put them in vinegar like yeah. you slightly cook not cook them basically just lemon juice or vinegar right salt and then it stays there Saviche. quiet then when you try to <gasps> oh when you put your fork in there it was alive it wriggled and my daughter close and mm-hmm. I was like no not, not gonna happen with mummy no. no no what's no. the weirdest thing you've ever eaten I would say or the bravest the bravest I would say um I don't know. 
moisture, probably. Yeah. I don't do... I was going to say, you've done a good face there. Uh, not into it. No. I really like it. them. Do you? I mean, I wouldn't want them every day. Yeah. I, 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 yeah, I'm not longing for the post-apocalyptic age where it's oysters for breakfast every day. Oh, but for something to have, like, as a bit of fun, maybe two or three times a year, I'm really into it. Yeah, I With do. a squeeze of lemon and a dash oh, of Tabasco. I can't no. do them, no. And so, <laughs> I've not tried it, but my friend did when we went for a dinner in Korea. They do... Um, the raw squid with the raw, what do you call it? Abalone? Is it abalone? Oh, maybe. Ooh. No. No, 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 no. Not alive stuff. Not into no, eating alive stuff. No, and do you know what? The problem <laughs> I is. I think that's fine. I think so too. <laughs> I'm decent. <laughs> yeah, in Korea, they, they used to boil the soup mm. on your table where you sit on the floor. Yeah. They have this nice stove, so they put their uh, stock, soup salt. It's up to you whether you've got the spicy one or the the plain one. So spicy they put it on place. and then they start throwing all the thing that's alive. <gasps> and you look at them wriggling away. You thought... Not for long. Oh, I'm not going to eat that. The crabs are alive. The mussels, the oysters, the squid. They yeah. are all going, fighting for their life. The abalone. That's climbing really each other, trying to get... Oh. So I was like, no, I'm not going to eat that. It but, feels like... It, you. Oh, it fe- I mean, that's how all the animals that we eat die. But it feels like there's this yeah, but you don't want to horror witness them, film. Didn't you? you don't want to witness them like that. And I was like, no, please don't. So, but that's what they cook. That yeah. is one of their delicacies yeah. in the island where we live, in Goji Island, where we, we wow. live. Yeah. So, no. Oh, I don't know. It's so hard because I bet it was delicious. <laughs> I didn't even try. You I was like, have tried yeah, it. push it down there. Do you have any, like, um, is there any, so there's quite a big wave, as I'm sure you know, in trendy old Bristol towards, like, vegetarianism, even veganism. Is there any of that in Malaysia? And do you have any opinions on any of that? Not in Malaysia. I know there's loads of vegetarians. People are start turning really, I mean, it's good becoming a vegetarian and vegan. And Sophia did mention that, can't I become vegetarian? I've been eating salad at school anyway. Oh. And I was like, yes, you can. Yeah. Just a week. She did a week. Can I have KFC? <laughs> there you go. Yes. I said, of course you can. If you want to be a vegetarian, go for it, kiddo. That's, that's a pretty steep dismount, isn't it? Yes. For, for a week of vegetarianism to, to then, full KFC Yeah, level. I said, mummy, can I have KFC this weekend? Oh, I said, you going to be a vegetarian? Yeah, but a week, mummy, I need KFC. Right, yeah, but... I don't cook lots of red meat though. Okay. I'm more into chicken and fish. Yeah. And in Malaysia, so you said you've got all these different influences though from all around the world, mm. but that's just from history of who's right. been there. Yeah. And we've got all the. But it's meant for now, it sounds like, actually quite a strong identity of cuisine. Yes. Even though it's born out of this mm-hmm. many influences, that's it's right. quite a unique. And precise thing, actually, That's which correct. is the opposite of Bristol, where you've got hundreds of things going on at once in a gorgeous, glorious way. Yes, it's funny, isn't it? It is. You yeah. have to be Malaysia to understand. Yeah, 
what is it? You know, like, oh, Malayan, and you turn around, is it Chinese, and you've got Indian, and you yeah. go to the restaurant, you get all sorts of food, and you know, it's not only Malay. Yeah. Yeah, so it's, and we have Asian restaurants. Do you? We do have loads of vegetarian restaurants in They're Malaysia. just not full of kids in their not, 20s in skinny oh, jeans no. with swallows tattooed on their no. necks. No, <laughs> definitely not. And big beards. Definitely not in Malaysia. Can't Wait. find them. You find them eating Big McDonald's, Big Mac burgers. Going, well, I was vegetarian for a week, mate. There you go. No. <laughs> I'm KFC. Shall I make the main course? Yeah, amazing. What's up with main course? Oh, that was so yummy. That was incredible. Say scrum diddly umptious. Hello. And then you can be in my podcast. Scrum diddly umptious. Thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome. What are those little, um, what are these berries? Are they raisins? They're raisins. Oh, raisins and rice. Yeah. (gasps) Cashew nuts and coriander rice. Mm. Mmm. How did you make some of those rice orange? Put some biryani colouring on it. Oh. So when the rice is done, it's totally cooked. Yeah. You just put, like, a pinch of the biryani colour. Is that like saffron? Or is it like a food colouring? It's a food colouring, yeah. but it's specifically for biryani right. because the orange is intense. Yeah. Fantastic. So you just mix it with some water and just put it like a few dots of it. I see, like like an Angosturus bitters type thing. Yes. You just put a few yes. splashes yes. in yes. and it just colours the ones it lands on. That's right. So when you stir it, it's like some colourful. This is like a masterclass. Shall I go in? Go for it. Oh. When I'm being veganish, I have a lot of cashews. Yes, it's one of the best source of fat, is it? Protein. Protein. Yeah. Well, I'm fat. Mm, it smells so good. Yeah, this is Malaysian festive rice, we call it. Oh, is it? Yes. Oh, my God. We serve this during Eid or... Okay. Weddings. Yeah. Invitation. We invite people to come in or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. We... Usually do chicken curry, but I made potato and tomatoes. Potato and tomatoes. And, and that is the crepe, lace crepe. So, hang on, right. So, you uh, eat them with the curry as well. Right. I thought I'd give you... I'll let you try both. So exciting. I'm not sure whether I'm going to see you again, so it'll be nice to try. <gasps> that's a giant star anise in there that's made me very happy. Do you eat star anise? I eat star anise. In the curry. I don't think I've ever had it in a curry before. I'm it's having that bit of tomato I spotted. Very strong. Yeah. Oh, I'm not going to eat it in my into my mouth. No, don't. I was going to put it to the side like yeah. this. Yeah, don't eat them. It's yeah. really intense. Too crunchy. And then take one of these. Yeah, one or Lace two. Lace crepes. Yeah. <laughs> and you need to soak some curry on it. Okay, so I see. So it becomes a bit mushy. <gasps> then it'll be nice. Mm. Enjoy. Thank you so much. Right, getting some curry on my lace crepe. Mmm, that's amazing. Different, isn't it? I don't think I have ever tasted that, all of that flavour. There's something in there that's really quite unique. Mm. It might be, is it the aniseed from that star anise? Because, like... We've got all the four spices in there. Right. The aniseed... Cardamom pots. Yeah. Oh, cardamom. That's it. Aniseed and cardamom. Cloves and uh, cinnamon sticks. Cinnamon. Mm. And then you have that with a base of tomato and coconut that I feel quite used to. Is there coconut? Coconut milk. Yeah. Good girl. 
um, mm. coriander and cumin, and some fennel. Oh, and the rice is so good. This is absolutely delish. Oh, thank you. Oh, this is mind blowing. The um, I don't and normally. Oh wow! I just had like a raisin really burst in my mouth, and it was quite like tangy. Hmm. That is wicked. And it makes with the rice and curry, isn't it? Yeah, because whenever um, so there's a I don't know if you had coronation chicken, or like this like a very mild curry chicken sauce called coronation chicken that's got raisins in or mm-hmm. sometimes my nana would put raisins in a coleslaw or like a, a any other salad and I would always be not into that like oh. but this they're so tart they're perfect some sweet and tangy yeah, the in the midst of all this yeah, oh yeah, right the, the they're delicious yeah different than the mm. raisins isn't it raisins are mm. sweeter and this lace crepe is so fun. It's a pancake, is it? Mm. But it's very, a very light, small. Mm. You make them and then you just fold them. Mm. So I had an Austrian grandmother. Oh. And they did something very similar, but for soups. Mm. So you'd make a very, very thin pancake. And it wasn't, I think this is a bit yellow, so it maybe is spiced with something lovely. Turmeric. Turmeric. Oh, I wondered. <laughs> um... So it wouldn't be spiced with anything; it'd just be salted and maybe uh, fresh chives. Mm-hmm. And then you then you you make the pancake. You fry your pancake, dry fry your pancake, and then um, you'd cut that. You'd either roll it up like this, or you'd cut it into very thin strips and put it inside a. The soup would basically just be chicken stock. Oh. With that inside it, I wonder how many. So your grandma's Austrian. She was, yeah. Mm. Yeah, so some fascinating meals there. I wish I she did teach she I loved helping her when I was very little I used to always have half turns with them and there's some ways in which she was so amazing but there were also ways like she put me off spinach for a long time because they would she would boil it for hours and hours and hours with loads of salt I've got really high salt love from that side of my family they would cut tomato fresh tomatoes in half and just sprinkle Mm. You know, a whole big pinch of salt I on each tomato it. half and just eat it like that. I love it. I know, me too. Mm. But I mean... Tomato and salt, oh my God. Yeah. Oh, perfect. <laughs> but yeah, she would, boil, she would boil spinach beyond death into zombie spinach and then puree it. Oh, is it the Austrian way? I think it maybe it was. I don't know. But everything else she makes, they used to make these incredible, very dusty, Christmassy biscuits, like shortbread, but soggier with loads of icing sugar on the outside. Is there anything Malaysian that you can't get your hands on in Bristol now? Um, turmeric leaves. Turmeric leaves? Yeah, which is part of the main, part of an important ingredient in rendang, making rendang. Really? Turmeric leaves. They don't have it here. We have to bring so them fresh, from Malaysia. They? Fresh. So do you have to dry them? I'll get dried ones to bring. No, yeah. we just brought the fresh one, put right. it in a nice bag, roll it in a kitchen towel. Right. And then... Get to Bristol straight into the freezer. Mm-hmm. Mm. Is um, your daughter that's on holiday in Malaysia at the moment bringing some fresh turmeric leaves home? She will. She better be. This is leaving like the most dainty heat around my throat. Mm. It is so lovely. It's so perfect. Mm, we're sure it's water. really yeah, it's, it's really powerful without being in any way anything other than. 
And like, like a, a ballet dancer of daintiness. It's so dainty, but it's it's kind of small but mighty. I'm not describing mm. it very well. Thank you, Liv. Mm, there you go. Thank you. It is a bit spicy. In a good way, though. That's a huge, you know, that's a mega compliment. So sweet. Mm. Um, have you ever cooked anything that's been a total disaster? Oh, yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, yeah. Plenty. I think if you're an experimenter, it's part of the course. Mm. Anything memorable? Um, lamb shank. Oh, really? Oh, my God. <laughs> and also buko, they call it. Is it also buko? It's an Australian okay. kind of meat stew. Right. A stew <laughs> simmer them for hours and oh, hours no. and hours. And nah, they don't turn out well. Oh, but no. I think the worst one I've cooked... The worst disaster in my kitchen yeah. is making rendang, <gasps> beef rendang. Right. So you have to blend all the ingredients, yeah? I yeah. get garlic, ginger, shallots, galangal, mm-hmm. chilies, and all sorts of things. So you put it in the blender and then put the water in, put the lid on. To make a paste. To make a paste. Couldn't find the little, the little lid. Oh, no. Oh, no. The one that, that, so where is it? I couldn't find it. <gasps> And then I was like, never mind, just cover it with a cup or something. I just need to get on cooking. Blend the whole thing. Make some strange sound. It goes, (gasps) I was like, make some strange sound. I was like, hmm, never mind, just keep going. (laughs) Fry the rendang, cook the meat. Yeah. Taste it as it goes along. And I was like, huh, why is there something really crunchy? (gasps) Oh no. The lid. You'd liquidise the lid, you'd blended the Went lid. in the blender without me no. realising it. Yeah, that was my worst disaster, cooking rendang. Oh my gosh. So you've eaten a bit of lid. Yeah. And you said, you couldn't think of anything earlier when I said, what's the weirdest thing you've ever eaten? Yeah, the lid. A bit of blender <laughs> lid, mate, probably. Blender lid, that's Quite right. Quite high list. <laughs> Didn't do you any harm? My gosh. <laughs> that was the worst one. <laughs> that's a really good one. <laughs> Um, I've always had a really good relationship with food. Mm. Yeah. Always, always, always. Yeah. yeah. Never been like, I don't know, never fallen for any of the fads of dieting. No. Good we for you. Food. Malaysians are like that. Good. We just love our food. Perfect. Yeah. Heaven. Malaysia sounds like heaven. You should come to Malaysia one day. Mm. Mm. I would love to. You've made me really, mm. you know, well, you. on the one hand, you've also made me realise how ignorant I was, I think. I didn't, I don't think I... I don't think I was aware, um, I don't know what the word is, for, but for what a, from all the different influences that had made up this now very specific, clear, defined, unique identity of a place in terms of food. I think that's mm. absolutely fascinating. Desperate to go there. So you've listened to the podcast, so this is a silly question. Yeah. It's one just bonkers question okay. in order to ask you a very simple question. But here's your unique scenario. A wave of icy spears is coming from space from an ice planet mm. and it's heading straight for Malaysia. Right. Only you can save it and only you can only do it by running up the world's longest, fastest, downward moving escalator. Right. This is very tiring. It takes hours. Mm-hmm. You don't get any breaks. Mm-hmm. But you do it. You achieve it. You've saved Malaysia through the heat generated through this giant uphill jog and some spiky steps that are moving. 
You're a hero, but you're absolutely pooped. Yes. You're very tired. Yeah. You're allowed a shower. Yeah. You're allowed a quick rest. Mm-hmm. And then you're starving. Your reward for your act of huge heroism yes. is the feast of your dreams. It doesn't have to be practical. It can be anything. It doesn't have to be huge. Mm-hmm. It just, what is the thing you would love to eat most in all the world? It's a celebration. There's nothing. M- money doesn't matter. Situation doesn't matter. And I'd also like to know who with and where. Oh and also maybe God. what you're drinking as well, yeah. I would love to eat curry laksa. Mm. That's my favourite food of all time. Curry laksa, probably with... It's like a soup. It's a soup. Right. Noodle soup. Ooh. Noodle with curry flavoured soup. And I probably would like to have that with... Benedict Cumberbatch. <laughs> oh, he's mine. <laughs> Yes. David's not here. It's fine. I just didn't expect you to say that. That's made my day. Yes, Benedict Cumberbatch. You just gone Sherlock. Sherlock. As Sherlock. I'll name my cat Sherlock. Did you? If I get my cat, I'm going to name him Sherlock. There you go. This is superb. Um, Yes. Just Benedict. And and would you go anywhere in particular? Mm. Is there a place you have in mind where you think of having a great meal? No, at home. He can come here. Yes. Can he sit possibly in the seat that I've sat in, so that Um, I can say I've shared a seat with Benedict? Maybe not. No, he's mine. There's no sharing there. Sorry. Sorry. Fine. Massive thanks to Zaleha Olpin. You should follow her on Twitter and Instagram. Z a l e h a and Olpin's O l p i n. And her cooking was out of this world. So if you're in the UK, why not go to one of her supper clubs? They're on Facebook. It's the page called Malaysian Kitchen UK. I'll put a link in the podcast notes. And keep your eyes peeled for her book, the inevitably brilliant Rendang Lady. Thanks to you for your wonderful correspondence on the socials. We are at the Hoovering Pod and for your pennies on Patreon. I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Jessica Fosterkew, and you can email me through my website, jessicafosterkew.com. Oh, and if you're in South or West London and want to try oddbox.co.uk, which is a brilliant company that I use that deliver me lush but slightly wonky veg that supermarkets have rejected, do me an email. No, they are not sponsoring me, but if I give you a code and I refer you, we both get 50% off a box of lovely fruit and veg. Production by Emma Corsham. Music by Mike Greenway. Until next time, happy hoovering. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. 
Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.